Hello, how are you? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for horrifying gambling stories, aggressively mediocre gambling advice on everything from disc golf to Disney trivia. I'm your stand-in host, Ollie the Sandro Man Godfrey, joined by the ham bone hammock. This is Brad, uh, Brad's brother-in-law, that uh, he is so much more than he could ever have dreamed of and is the funniest man he knows, Tyler Hammock. What up? Uh, we are brought to you by Mortensen Mortuary, with three locations in the Brussels, Brussels, Belgium area. Trusted for over 17 years to proudly bury everyone from your neighbor who will not return your power tools to your coworker who will not expressing their Marxist opinions. Use promo code BLOOD at checkout for 15% off and a box of matches. That is B-L-O-O-D at checkout for 15% off and a box of Mortensen Mortuary Matches. Mortensen Mortuary. You've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated. Member FDIC. And if you didn't know, we are on Twitter. You can follow us there at Bloodlines Picks. We post our, well, we post our picks there. What else do we post on there, Tyler? Well, we post draft results. Draft That results. was kind of fun. And then we posted a fun article that you were sharing about the... Uh, um, oh, the Broccoli family. Broccoli family and Jane Ian Fon. Fleming. Did you read author? that? I, d- uh, I actually didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I shared uh, it to everybody. Yeah. Uh, you, you told me all the main points. That's, yeah, that's why true. people listen to podcasts, so that you can this is true. get the highlights, exactly. get the main points. And exactly. I'm trusting you for your Bond experience and knowledge. So, uh, But no, we share that. And yeah, definitely our picks. Um, some are better than others, especially this weekend. But we'll dive into that here in a bit. Um, but yeah, so everybody, you're going to be stuck with Ollie and I again today. Day, um, actually, all week. So buckle up. Yeah, no Brad this week. <laughs> no again. Brad. Well, he was he was with you last week. I just wasn't with you for. Correct. It's you know it's that time of the year. Uh, he's you know everybody's got a little work travel right before the holidays. It, it we understand. And then the holidays hit. I kind of I kind of blame uh, I kind of blame the listeners for not spreading the word fast enough so we can't quit our day jobs and just do this full time. So. Yeah, you heard that people we blame you. Yes. <laughs> we absolve ourselves of all blame and it is on your shoulders. Absolutely. We are good Catholics. Uh, so today we are uh, we're going to mix things up by doing a little bit of a different show um, with just Ollie and I that will get split up right in the end uh, or in the middle of another movie draft. Um, so we're going to do another movie draft, correct Ollie? We are. Speaking of movie drafts, so last week we went through James Bond and we talked about, uh, gosh, what movie was it with Halle Berry? Was it? I mean, shoot, I don't even remember now. It, it was one of the James Bonds with Halle Berry, and one of our listeners uh, wrote into us to tell us about Halle Berry in The Flintstones. Oh, correct. Yeah. So shout out to our listener and inch and i i don't remember her from the flintstones at all it was so I, I didn't at first and then i looked and by up the way that was your pick so i don't feel bad for not remembering the movie no i just don't remember no we, we were talking yes yeah, was she a bond girl she, well, she I was, was a bond girl that's she the was movie, but we were talking about why you drafted that movie. right but i just keep, like i keep pick. i know I but i keep up. thinking of her in swordfish that's the only thing i can't get yeah. out of my head again well we all know why um <laughs> But uh, yeah, but then I looked up. So she was like a secretary. Yeah, she was like a a secretary in the Flintstones. And I watched. And so this listener shared a little mini YouTube clip that was like a minute and a half Mm -hmm. of kind of just like it was like a highlight reel. It was kind of just like imagine her like the best hits of Halle Berry in the Flintstones kind of reel. Um, 
she was quite the seductive character. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. She was. This is this is not 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 twenty twenty one women's America. She was. No, I mean, she was she, really. N- not a kid show. I, w- she, I was kind of I was kind of taken back by it. I don't know. Maybe that's me sounding a little bit too old, but I was a little taken back by it. No, I mean look look she's at very look suggestive at, is all. I'll say. Yeah, look what she's wearing she as a secretary was. in you know Flintstones time. Yeah, so if, if anybody wants more Halle Berry, um, go ahead and look up her in the Flintstones. It was kind of an interesting uh, watch. Um, but yeah, so we'll be without Brad, and um, you'll have to listen to both episodes this week if you want to hear the entirety of our. Halloween movie draft. Um, so we'll be doing that here at the end of this episode. Um, we'll get cut in half and start uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, Friday's episode, whenever producee Ali decides to drop it. Um, but uh, Ali, why don't you uh, give us a quick little update on how our picks did this weekend and some Bloodline Super Contest standings? Yes. So let me let me check. Oh, well, I think the star of the show from this week's. Uh, this last weekend is Brad. Shining star. Shining shine star. Bright, shine far. And it was Don't so bright, star. it Do you know blinded. What movie that is? <laughs> no. No? With Tyra Banks? We'll bring it on? No. It was Disney Channel original movie. It was like at the end, they're dancing on the stage, and it's like, shine bright, shine far. I can't remember. It the wasn't words. High School like Musical, is it? A star? No, not be, not. Um, I don't think High that was, that wasn't a, an original movie. When I think of no, Disney Channel original movie, I think back like late '90s, early 2000s, correct. when they had like the little oh. wands. Oh, just wait. And you we'll settle be, you settle in 8 p.m. on a Friday, and I mean that's. I don't. Ooh. I don't mean to uh, uh, give too many of my. Uh, hints away for this draft upcoming, but there will be some references some to some old school Disney movies. Under wraps later, and um, what you don't have under wraps, do you? Okay, can we just talk about the draft <laughs> later? And right now, which yes. I saw, they are remaking. There's a 2021 under wraps. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Although I'm I'm really hesitant about any type of remakes nowadays because they're just nah, they're not. Oh, yeah. I also I saw totally they're doing another Home Alone. It's the sixth of the Home Alone series. Did you see I'm this? Don't you ha- own every Home Alone? No, just the first three, and we argue about this because I really yeah, like. Because you the really third like one. the third, yes. which. Yeah. Anyway, okay, but okay, s- somebody's gonna be listening. Probably Anna, or one of the girls, will know this movie. It's it's like Tyra Banks is. Um, like the main adult ca- female character, and she's a um, God. I think she was like a doll. I, I genuinely think she was oh. like a doll, and then she comes to life somehow. And this was, yes. I want to say, I was yes. eight, nine, ten years old. It was definitely when my like sister was in high school. I oh, remember being pretty young. I'm actually younger. It came than out. I was it, probably elementary school. It came out in two thousand. It's called. It's called yeah, Life Size. Life size, correct. Yeah, Tyra ben- Lindsay Lohan. Yes, I, yeah. I knew. I knew one of the girl. The girl was big too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll be another draft we can do one day. It's just Disney Channel original movies. Um, I forgot about this movie. But yeah, anyway, shooting star Brad. Uh, why was he a shooting star, Ollie? And, and there's a life size two coming out. Just to, <laughs> speaking of sequels that you wait, just don't like need to soon. Be uh oh, it came out in 2018. Didn't uh, <laughs> had no idea. Had really, no idea. Really, really killed it in the box offices. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, straight to DVD. Uh, <coughs> so there we go there's again. The cough. There's the cough. Yep. Uh, yeah, Brad didn't hit a single pick. You, did you notice that he also his l- at least his lock picks? It, no, and the hut pools. And the and the hut pool. And the hut pools. Oh gosh. And both of his, I'm pretty sure his over and his under were in his uh, in his uh, super contest picks, I believe. 
No, they weren't. No, he didn't I, have didn't, I didn't look nope. at his over-unders. But yeah, I know he went 0 for 8, if you include the Hut Pool and the uh, Super Contest. And, and he did make a note in here. Let's see, what did he say? Because he wanted to have some defense. He did say that he told everybody two weeks ago to fade him. Because um, he true. was due for a really bad week. This is true. And he, he said, if that. y'all didn't listen, that, that kid from Omaha and Chicago, if y'all didn't listen, that's, y'all, that's your fault. Trust the process. Which I actually get his theory there. Like... We're not odds makers. Like, we're not pros. If anybody who's listening to this takes our picks, like, way too seriously, I'm sorry, but that's on you. This is very much like a satirical comedy. Let's have some fun, throw some picks out there, and talk about life. Um, And it's definitely going to be fun to roast each other when we have weeks like this. And it was awful for Brad. I mean, awful. Yeah. And and I love it because he – and he made a lot of them when he was uh, recording last week while – uh, after a few work beverages, um, and he was putting together like a 12-teamer of uh, all of our picks because he felt so confident in them. But, <laughs> but yes, in his defense, he did say he was going to get cold cold uh, soon enough. So, But 0-8, yikes, Brad, not great. Yeah, not great. So what are the uh, current standings? Uh, Stanford really fucked me. I, I dabbled in a, little, in a little parlay last weekend, mm. and I was excited because I hit Houston right off the bat. Oh, okay. And then Stanford just... Fuck Stanford. Well, that I mean, the Texas game we'll get into in a little. Yeah, why don't you just read these? We'll get into the games in a little bit. What are the current standings and rankings and everything? Yeah, current standings. Okay, so we will. Um, well, let's start. With, let's start with me. We'll we'll start with the bottom. That's because that's where I'm at. Uh, so I am four and five. Okay. Forty five or forty four percent. Okay. Okay, not too far off from Brad now. Uh, Brad is eleven and eleven. He's at fifty percent. Okay, he's, so I, I was I, I didn't look at this beforehand. I kind of thought maybe he might have dropped below you or you'd be tied. You know, okay, so he's I, just ahead of you. Yeah, here. I was I, w- I was hoping for that, but I mean, if he has another weekend mm-hmm. like like he just had, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, as long as I squeeze out my wins, then uh, yeah, we're we're right there, Brad and I. And then yeah, I mean, you're. You have a nice you have a nice cushion, Tyler. You're at twenty three and twelve, sixty six percent. Yeah, I want to I want to get off that percentage number, um, but yeah, definitely been an okay start to the year. And where I, do you want to be percent? Just not at sixty six point six percent. Oh, sick. No, <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. But I feel you there. Yeah, no, but I I definitely did go through the dilemma of do I just t- make one pick a week now and just kind of coast and let the two of you battle it out. Um, but I'm gonna s- just gonna stick to my guns and still do the five or six NFL picks and and a pro and keep things going because it's been a nice run and um, definitely want to try to keep giving out winners while I'm seeing the board. Okay. Yeah. Which which right before this episode, Tyler and I were were talking and uh, if you guys have any ideas of how you would like to see the super contest executed in the future, let us know because I w- I was thinking you know yeah well let's have our lock picks every week but at least for the super contest maybe we have to stick to the same number of picks mm-hmm. maybe we have to all stick with you know college football NFL some something and if you guys have any ideas that y- how you <coughs> guys would like to see the super contest run i mean we we're we're all ears yes absolutely we definitely want feedback and on that note one of my early ideas i don't know if we'll do this for the very next um super contest that will start after the world series when we start season two um but i do want to get the listeners involved so i think we're going to just pick one of our twitter followers to be a part of one of the seasons of the super contest which we'll keep to about four to six weeks um so if, if anybody's interested in that they can always reach out um, and we'll just do a little pool. Maybe we'll do that in the future as well. So a couple things to look forward to. Love it. 
Alrighty, so let's just get into um, just kind of a little rundown, some casual talk of things that got, uh, happened over the weekend. Um, as we are the number one Chicago Bears podcast in the world, have to start Impact off with podcast. <laughs> have to start off with that game, but not really the game. Uh, the John Gruden stuff. How how in tune with all of this? How up to date? How well read on this are you? Um, any initial opinions? Uh, I'm sure Urban Meyer likes that. <laughs> he definitely does. Gee, Urban, yep. Take the spotlight He's Urban's off best me. friend. Matt yeah. Nagy's just coasting at this point. Yeah, geez, for real. I was, and I, I, I didn't even think of him. I was, Look I was, <laughs> I was texting a friend, um, because we were joking a couple weeks back about uh, Matt Nagy being the uh, best odds in Vegas for the first NFL coach to be fired, um, and I couldn't remember if I sent it to him or if he sent it to me. So I was trying to look back for it, and I couldn't find it, just to see if John Gruden was even on the list. Because mm. I, I highly doubt yeah. he was or how incredibly high those odds must have been. Um, but, yeah, so what have you uh, seen on it all and what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I don't know. I So I, I, I saw a little bit. I, I see you have a little bit uh, written down here just kind of in reference to. Um, yeah, I can just to, read to, those to some of the emails. Um, sure. Yeah. And this is all these are all quotes. Um, some of the things just for anybody that that isn't up to date on it. I think it's pretty important. It's kind of even though we're a satirical, we're going to make fun of things um, for sure. It's kind of an important thing that's happened in the sports world. So in some emails in this big NFL slash FBI investigation into Dan Snyder, who is the owner of the uh, Washington football team. They found emails between John Gruden and some of the staff, and that, that's how all of this is getting leaked. Um, so it was part of this investigation that was done on the Washington I didn't realize football that's where organization. It stemmed yeah. from. So that's why it's uh, there's also conspiracy side questions that I kind of wanted to dive into on the timing of all of it being released and him stepping down really after he made the anti-Goodell comments because he made the really, I would say, the racist comments that came out a couple of days earlier, and then he made the, like, Goodell's, uh, what did I say? I wrote it down here. Um, Goodell is a clueless anti-football pussy, and he also references Goodell as being a fucking faggot, um, and then he also references how... He was upset that the uh, coach of the Rams at the time in 2011, Jeff Fisher, um, was for being forced to draft queers. Um, so pretty in incredibly gruesome stuff, uh, verbally gruesome stuff. I mean, it's just it's 2021, regardless, 2011, 1911. Not th it, those statements are not acceptable, no matter what. But it's kind of the reason I wanted to talk about it a little bit is all of these talking heads, Keyshawn Johnson I saw today, and just a couple of these people on ESPN, they're already coming out and just immediately saying they thought he was a fraud all along. John Gruden was a fraud. We kind of thought he was a fraud. Keyshawn Johnson played for him. He was on the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers that Gruden was the coach of. Like, very, very big deal. Um, I just, it, it's so surprising to me still. Maybe this is my naivety a little bit here. Um, 
that this guy has gotten rehired into football. Absolutely. This is like a well-known thing that he speaks like this. He's those emails were like owners and, and, um, the GMs of the team. Um, so people with these reputations still getting jobs. It just blows me away. It's so awful. Um, glad he got fired, but you're welcome everybody. I told you the Raiders were a dumpster fire and the bears were going to win and to renovate your kitchens. So you're welcome to everybody on that. We can end it on a positive and Ali, do you have anything to say? Well, I, I, I was just curious. Um, oh, I didn't realize Appalachian State and the Raging Cajuns are about to kick off in 13 minutes here. Yeah, you'll get some live recording of the uh, first half of the App State-Louisiana game here on Tuesday night. I love it. Um, all I was going to say is, like, I mean, <coughs> if the entire football world knows about Gruden and how he speaks mm-hmm. and, you know, his, uh, you know, however he, like, you know, Talks to his his players or other acts coaches women. or yeah, acts shared, women oh, or that was thing. you know talks to other photos. talks to other owners or you know management of of the league. Like, why? Why? I guess why? Like now, if these emails came out and mm-hmm. you know if he wrote these things in 2011, why? Yep. You know why has he still been able to have such a successful career since then? Like why? Why now? Why release now? What's like what's the the timing of that all so about? Especially if it's absolutely. related to, you know, uh, you know Dan Snyder and mm-hmm. the investigation. And that's into all been him, wrapped like up too, which is the crazy thing. Dan Snyder's already gone off scot free. Like he, as an owner, he might have been pegged. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he's basically getting off scot free. Like, yeah, like and maybe and a little bit of a and fine. And but my curiosity is in no way like tied to anything. Like, why would they do this to Gruden? Like, they shouldn't do that to him. I, I mean. Yeah, get get him out of there. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's there's just no you know there's just no room for that because if he I, says things in 2011, it's not like he's just gonna like suddenly flip to flip you know flip a script and you know flip his script and and, and kind of change. But um, so if he's gonna be toxic to a locker room or to you know to people around him, then yeah, then by all means you know get rid of him. But mm-hmm. I'm just curious, why is it that they release this information now yeah. as opposed to like wow we should tell the world about this back when he you know. Yeah, why are there so many, so many players, so many relationships, and like he's been a part of the NFL for decades. Whether he was a coach, an analyst uh, for ESPN, an announcer, anything, he's been a part of the league forever. Like, how has this been under wraps for so long? Like, such a prominent figure. Um, but yeah, and back to like the timing thing. Like, usually, honestly, and I've just kind of become this way. I'm much more like he. I'm. I. I'm. Like, prove it to me. Like, prove to me that he's guilty before I actually believe any of this. This is a very different scenario because this is a part of an investigation. Like, mm-hmm. the, what's gotten leaked is p- the proof, you know? So he's, right. he's very much caught red-handed. There's really nothing he can do. And that was also the other kind of bullshit thing is that he initially came out and said, you know, I don't really remember saying them, um, and it was 2011. It's like... I, I, I heard... Um, I can't remember... Oh, God, who said it? It was on uh, Good Morning Football. Um... Peter Schrager, um, if, any, if you guys don't watch that show, it's a really good show. Um, but Peter Schrager said, you know, maybe it would have been a different story if that first day, so what would have been the first day that all started? Friday, I think, maybe Thursday or Friday last week. Mm-hmm. If the first thing he said was, I remember saying this, I have had to change, like with how the world has changed. Um, I have reached out to so-and-so player, you know, the gay player. I'm pretty sure um, Carl Nassib is who he's referencing, and Michael Sam. And, um, you know, if he was more proactive in in right after the news was released, do you think he would have had a chance to keep his job? 
the way P- Peter Schrager framed it, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of agree. Like, I think he, if he was very proactive and said the right things and said, I'm seeking help, I'm seeking counseling, um, I have already reached out to these players and I've already discussed this with my team to be build their trust. I'm just curious. Do you think that would have given him a chance, a good it, chance? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say it would have given him a good chance, mm-hmm. a better chance than how he right than than how he approached it for sure i think a better chance but i just think in today's i don't know i just think in today's climate that's just too big of a um too explosive of a too comment. explosive too much of like a, a you know you wear that scarlet letter on the team and mm-hmm. it's like you just you got to get rid of that that's such yeah. a distraction to the team to the league to let's just you know to going out on the on you know to going out to try to get a win as a football program mm-hmm. like i yeah, I just think that's in something. I, I just think it would just would have been too much for for them to. I mean, maybe if it was like an off season thing, mm-hmm. but mid season, mid season. Right I don't know. It just it's it <coughs> seems like just like either way, just an easier just to like cut that tie, cut that off, and move on. Yeah. So and and we can I ha- kind of end it on in this part of it with a uh, little bit of a positive that I learned about. So I'm a diehard NFL fan, right? And I know a lot about the the ownership structures, the families that own the teams, a lot of different things about these organizations other than just their, you know, their football players. Um, but one one of those things that I did not know is that the Raiders are very well respected and well known for being very forward thinking when it comes to diversity in the workplace and um you know women being um given equal opportunity for everything it's it's a very forward-thinking organization it's been in the forefront of a lot of nfl-led initiatives um i thought that was kind of interesting to hear and then that it kind of ends you with then how does al davis or i can't remember which dave i think is it mark davis now i think think mark Mark davis Davis. like how does mark davis give this guy a 10-year contract then like if he has such a good relationship with gruden like the reason he gave him a 10-year contract is because they were like really good weren't they like really good friends like they have an amazing relationship yeah so how what does that reflect on him right i don't know we can move on but anyway um Let's see, uh, Nebraska, Michigan. Yeah, you can. This is a, a good point. This is kind of why my voice is a little raspy. Thank God we weren't recording on Sunday because I could actually like barely talk. Um, but my yelling didn't contribute to a win, unfortunately. And you, because um, you, you were at the game. You I weren't was. just screaming at the TV. You were at the game. I was. Yeah. yeah. It was my first uh, first Husker game post COVID. So what it's been about what two years. Yeah. Honestly, maybe even three years because Nebraska was so bad. I don't even know if I went down or into a game the year before. Or if we did, it was just real quick and left. Um, you were not there. What were you doing? Uh, I was at, I was at a friend's place. Okay. Uh, all Husker fans? Uh, yeah, all Husker fans. I mean, it was, it was very low-key. It was five of us, and um, Buddy did like a, uh, a, a, a pork, pulled pork. Bro. He, oh, like, okay. he smoked it on the Traeger all day. Nice. Homemade mac and cheese. Ugh. Oh man! Stop! I you make me so jealous. Stuck my face and then <laughs> sat on the couch for the four hour, the longest game on the planet. Mm-hmm. So that, it's a good, uh, good kind of from where I want to start because I, I told you this when we were hanging out here just before we started recording that um, really from like the second we got in the car leaving Omaha, all I could think about was where we we're going to park. And how it was going to be easily accessible both in and out of Lincoln, how quickly I could get from the car to the first tailgate and then basically from Memorial back to the car so we can get out of town really quick. Because 
I think we might maybe have already referenced this. I can't remember, but being stuck in Lincoln after a concert, a basketball game, a football game, anything, dude, you can get stuck in, and you only have to get like three blocks and you can be stuck for an hour. It's, oh, the, yeah. it's the worst thing ever. Oh, um, yeah. like so I felt very old in that sense. And I missed the pulled pork couch, mac and cheese being yeah. at home. The simplicity of, Oh my God, my heart's broken. Let me distract it by flipping to another channel. Not let let's just herd out like cattle with a bunch of depressed Husker fans. Yeah, I mean this is a very different conversation if we win the game and then you can you know you can sit in that traffic you know with a, a little bit more a Dude, little bit more ease than I can't remember the last time I have ever left Lincoln after a win. Oh, okay, that's fair. I mean, I, I'm no. I'm just saying, like they don't ever win. <laughs> oh, no, that's fair too. I'm not saying I. am not <laughs> saying they win and I stay they in stay town. In I'm saying I can't remember the last yeah. time. But even so, Bartek came in. I know one of my friends came in. Tanya stopped referencing everybody by their names all the time. Um, one of my friends came into in, into Lincoln as well, and and he even said he's like, hey, if if the Huskers win, like shoot me a text if you want to celebrate. And I'm like, absolutely. Like yeah. if we pull this off for sure, yeah, I'll be able to talk because. Um, you know, like we had a sober driver lined up and I was with, you know, my, my in-laws, it was just kind of a more family thing and it would have been totally fine to go and, you know, hang out for another half hour, 45 minutes or so, um, while we waited for like traffic to die down, you yep. know, etc. Um, and you know, just, that would have been so fun. You know, I, I remember talking to people outside the Colorado game a couple years ago, you know, and we had that heartbreaking loss, but it felt like basically all of Nebraska was in Boulder that year mm -hmm. and you run in from tailgate to tailgate and run into so many friends that you see only at those Husker games. Um, shout out the Gilg family. And you know, you make, you, you always say that like, Hey, can't wait. Let's catch up after the game. Let's, let's, let's have a shot. Let's, let's just catch up and celebrate, have all these good, positive, happy memories. Yeah. That, that, that only happens. Exist. Yeah, no, that, that, that hasn't existed for, for a while. So that's kind of what I was going to ask. What was you and just the, the room of your Husker fans? What was the general consensus um, feeling about the team after the game? Uh, well, I mean, it, it was definitely it was definitely heartbreaking. It, it was definitely it, it was a lot more emotional of a loss than I've experienced in a while. Because normally, did you go into the game like letting yourself? Did you have expectations? Is what I, I guess is what I mean. I didn't have expectations per se, but there was a big part of me that had a feeling that we can do this. Yeah, that we we we, sure. we can get a I, we, that we can get a win. I would and say majority of Husker Nation felt that way. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that that first half, mm -hmm. it was tough, tough. But like we, I mean, we rallied. Mm -hmm. And wasn't I don't have it in front of me. Wasn't the halftime score like seven thirteen nothing? Uh, God, what was the halftime score? But because we scored basically all of our points in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, we that that's the thing. I, I've never felt that we are right there more than I yeah, have was, the last than I have the last three games. And I know Frost has been saying it for the well, years can't, he's can't been here. Never. When was the last time you felt this good about? A Husker team and where we're going. Um, gosh, bow days, right? Yeah, pro yeah, bow days for so sure. So I'm I'm a little I'm not annoyed because I'm a little bit there, but I'm still like we lost. I and know we 
I know we lost. And I, hey, I am with you. Like, I think if we play Michigan ten times, we win five of them. I think if we play Michigan State ten times, we win five of them. I think if we play Oklahoma ten times, we win three of them. Like, there, are, all of our losses so far, there, we would, we can beat any of these teams. But the point is, and, we and keep losing these games, man. I know. And okay, and I'm gonna. Yeah, we lost to Illinois, a week zero game. But I'm just gonna like I'm put, gonna, I'm, scratch, I'm, that I'm gonna scratch that here. Yeah. Look, look at look, and whether you believe whether you like like to read into rankings or not, whether you like to look at rankings or not, our losses to this date, okay? Yeah. Our top, our They're three losses top are top ten teams. Yeah, They're I know. All top ten teams, and they were not. They were not blowout losses. I, That's I get it, but not blowout losses. Yes, yes, yes. They're losses. Yes, they're losses. Mm-hmm. And and for the Michigan game, and I I hate to sit here and bring up any kind of referees, referees, yeah. and officiating. But sorry, there's a part of me that like believes in the 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 witch hunt of of, of it. All. Like there's, I mean, okay, so yeah, the, the witch hunt of what? The just Nebraska of of Nebraska. Yeah, by of, by who? The Big Ten? By the Big Ten. Okay. Yeah. So um, I am very much like I will laugh in your face if you think the referee is a reason a team wins or loses a game. No, and that's why I said I'm, I – that's why I stated like I, I don't I – don't, it's not like I buy into it so much, and I'm not going to say – and that's why I hate bringing it up because I'm not going to say that's I'll, what determines I, a I win or a loss. I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah. And, and that's what I was going to say is like – this is kind of the exception to the rule. I think there were there are one to two examples where the referees put points on the board for Michigan. And I think there's an a point an example or two where they took points off the board for Nebraska. Like I cannot remember the exact specifics right now, but we can we you can go back and watch them. Um, you know, the pass interference I know in the near corner that I was in where the wide receiver essentially just ran to the five yard line, ran into our cornerback, stopped his route, yeah, and man. then the cornerback threw it out of the back of the end zone and they yep. called the pass interference. Yep. That that handed Michigan a thirteen to nothing lead instead of a nine to nothing lead mm-hmm. going into halftime. That was right at the end of the half. There was they were just gonna kick a field goal right there. And didn't that um, drive start with the the clap, like the deceitful um the clap by who? By one of our like linebackers or something, and they called it. I, I can't remember like the specific term of the. Oh, this the dis, uh, uh, dis, the um, the weird signals. I can't remember the saying either. Yeah, to essentially but, like trick the O line so into I, thinking it was there. Correct. QB so snapping. actually, live. I since I was there, I did not pick up on any of that. I wasn't sure what was going on. I don't even remember hearing the referee say like discerning signals or whatever the comment was. Yeah. So I didn't see any of that until I got on like on uh, the drive home and I was like checking Twitter. Um, so I don't know exactly which gotcha. drive, which moment that was. Okay. Um, I, I thought it. W- I thought it was at the start of that one, and that was on like a third down or something. Okay. It might have. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I mean, I could be totally. I could be totally wrong, and you know, the listeners, you can mm-hmm. you can hate tweet at you can hate tweet <laughs> at us if if I'm wrong about that. But no, that's okay. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, the refs the refs were not great. Um, I think just the it, there's reasons to be proud, I guess. 
uh, more so than usual. I really, really, really dislike Jim Harbaugh and how much yeah. cr- in like being there live. Um, since I'm, I'm again, I reference like I'm, I'm a nerd at football games. Like, I, I want to, I like, I watch what recruits are doing. I like to watch how assistant coaches are interacting with their players on the sidelines. Like, I kind of like to watch some of the side action stuff. I don't know if I've, I don't, I, I think I, the last time Nebraska played Michigan, I was only at that game for like a quarter and had to leave mm-hmm. so quick in Ann Arbor. We can get to that story a whole nother day. Um, but he is the biggest little crybaby I've ever seen. He's, how much do they show a sore him? winner? Do they watch like, him on TV? Geez. Do they show him on TV like talking to the refs often or uh, a little, little bit, but every time they showed him, he had this like just constant look of disgust on his yeah, face. Yep. He he's obnoxious, man. Um, the players doing the corn and the cob thing. I don't know. I wasn't like, oh my god, that's super offensive. Like I thought that was kind of weird. The Nebraska fans got like really pissed off about that. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. <clears throat> One of the uh, Michigan players did like a uh, like eating corn on the cob, and Husk oh. fans apparently got like mad about it. Um, I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, can we just that's not calm down? And like, it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> speaking of. Uh, something that um, was controversial on if it was funny or really stupid or not. Iowa storming the field after they beat Penn State as the favorites at home. Oh, yes. What would, what, what's your stance on this? Where do you fall? Do you think that's ha-ha, classic Iowa, they're storming the field when they're favorites? Or do you think it's huge game, enjoy the moment, run on the field? Uh, well... Because it's Iowa, I'm going to say. (laughs) And it was a great, for anybody that didn't see the score, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, It was like a great comeback by Iowa. They were down big, at least by two scores, and they ended up winning like 23 to 20. Mm -hmm. Um, Huge game, number three versus number four, Penn State. Um, Came back, covered the spread. They were minus two and a half at home. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it because it's Iowa, it's Mm -hmm. very easy for me to laugh at them and say, ha ha, loser, like you're... You know, you're number you're you know, you're you're the top rank there above Penn State. You're at home. It's against their it was against their backup QB. Uh, Clifford got injured and like Clifford got injured and and then you're still gonna storm the field. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say ha ha laugh at him loser, but as a you're number two in the country. Yeah, as a can't as laugh at him too much. Yeah, no, but what I was gonna say is just I, I only say that because they're Iowa. Yeah. And like fuck mm-hmm. Iowa mm-hmm. coming from a Nebraskan. Yeah. Um but you know, look in the moment, I, I don't give a shit where Nebraska's ranked. If we have a big game and people start storming the field, you bet your ass I'm going to tag along. So because, like, for me, like, how how many how often will you be able to like partake in that moment? So I've thought about this, especially like for I'm not Nebraska just going to stand. I'm not just going to stand there if that were to happen. But the storming the field is always led by the students, correct? At any yeah. storming the fields, always led by the students. There is no student section in all of America that is more inconvenient to get from the student section to the field than Memorial Stadium. As 75% of the students are in the South Stadium, that's elevated, and you have a suite right below you with handicapped people yeah, and very large donors. Like, I think one of the biggest donors is in that suite right there in the corner. Really? Underneath the student section. I so, I, I genuinely don't want there ever to be a storming of the field at Memorial 
for that reason because I think all it would be is like the mid forty five year old uh, um, mid mid forties dads that wear like the wide receiver gloves coming from the East and West Stadium like storming the field. I don't think it'd be like the drunk students and like the pretty girls. Yeah, like yeah. The, the you know like the fun college crowd that like makes it look makes the the student body look cool. You know, right. I think it'd look bad if it was Nebraska. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. But. With that being said, I think it's cool other places. And to be honest, I'm just so fucking jealous of Iowa. I'm just hand up. Like, I'm from Chicago. A lot of my high school friends went to Iowa. It's very popular. It's a very popular college for kids to go to. And they have, they were just always the little sister school in my eyes growing up as a Nebraska fan. Like, never really took them seriously. Um, and they are just, them and Wisconsin are really everything that I want to be. That sounds so sad to say, but it's true. Like well, they're just the programs they, they're they, consistent. They, other other than the fact that like Iowa covered up uh, illegal acts for like twenty five years, and their head coach is a racist. Um, I, I do like what their football program does. Yeah, Inter- on on the football field, and not like, not and, behind. And the even scenes. when they have down years, they they find a way to you know to turn to turn it around. Yes, and and play competitively be yeah. a competitive program yep you know yeah they're they're not gonna you know be in and out winning championships every year like mm-hmm. alabama except for this year bama sorry um i think they'll still get it done yeah no for sure they will because of that because of that loss i agree bama is not gonna lose a game for so we three years great transition a and bama thoughts uh well i i mean i love that bama went so down. Okay. And are, are and, 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 a- and A&M, I, okay, so I, I, I took a future on A&M at the very big. Be- if you guys remember in our very first episode, I said that A&M was going to win the. Texas um, A&M to win the to SEC win, to win the plus SEC. 900. Yeah, plus 900. Alessandra, look so at you. That was back in the second episode on August was 31st. That, was that the second episode? Yeah. What a call. So I've been riding. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. But I've been riding this. A&M high. So and Brad had Georgia to win the SEC at yep. plus 200. So you neither of you liked Bama. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Um so to see them pull that off yeah was just a huge boost. Yeah, you should have came into this episode with a little bit more um pep in your step. That's a that's a pretty <laughs> good thing to be right about. Basically predicting the number 1 team in the country going down. So yeah, which uh, it did you didn't bet at moneyline or anything, did you? No. God, you should have, yeah, man. Should have. Ob- I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously. Dude, gosh. You're such an idiot. <laughs> How come you didn't? Gosh, did you not look at the the entire field last week? God, after, idiot. After the after the results. God, Dina. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that, man, that gosh, that that kick though, that field goal was just it was jank. The field of the Texas A&M. Yeah. So I actually don't. I I only saw the reaction of like the girlfriend and his family. Oh my god, that reaction is all over TikTok, yeah. all over Instagram. Wow, you really sound like a cool young kid saying it's all over TikTok. Yeah, man. You have t- you have TikTok? I'm everywhere. <laughs> all right, I'm everywhere and nowhere. All right, I'm just I'm everywhere and wherever nowhere. I want to be, wherever I don't want to be. That could be the title of my autobiography right there. <laughs> Um, let's see why, what else we had. Number one going down. Um, uh, pa- let's shift to the NFL Packers Bengals five missed field goals in the last five. Uh, like I think it, I think it was last like six minutes of the regular, um, 
of the uh, fourth quarter, and then a, a couple minutes of um, overtime. With yeah, that's that's what Crosby I heard. Finally making it and giving the Packers a twenty-five to twenty-two win. Yeah, that's what I heard. I was golfing while while they were playing, oh, but really? my, my yeah, my brother sent me an update, and it's funny because I it took was, my it was crazy. My I think I had did, Robbie Gold. Is he injured? Robbie Gold he, is injured. He's injured. Yeah, yeah. So I I had traded him away and I picked up Crosby. Yeah. And so I was I was following along a little bit as I was golfing on on just the ESPN app and just like motherfucker. Yeah. Like I pick him up. I mean, he still got me 13 points. That's why. That's why I still I'm I still got to use kickers anymore. Yeah. Do you, you don't use kickers? No. Nope. And you don't use do you defense. We use defense. You do use defense. Yep. There's a couple of people that don't want to use defense, um, but it was definitely a good thing to get rid of kickers. But I am glad that the you know, I am glad Packers won for sure, but Bengals not looking too not looking too bad though. No, they're they're not. Um and that's something that it's it's definitely a little bit of an eye opener that they look as good as they do. And before that game their only loss was to the Bears. It's the only team that beat them. Was an Andy Dalton led <laughs> Bears. Dalton. And Andy that was Dalton a, was led it, that Bears. was a pretty close game though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. was it? Yeah, I mean the Bears don't beat anybody by a, okay. like more than three points. <laughs> um, well, I guess no, we just beat the Raiders by eleven. But um, yeah, that was that was a crazy ending there. It really was. And I, I need to. I haven't looked this up, but uh, Burrow's currently injured with like a throat contusion because apparently someone like choked him out. Yeah, or? I saw that, but I saw an update that he's he's, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. Yeah. That no. Did you see what happened though? No, I didn't. I I still need to look up the actual play. See what happened there. Um, Monday night, Ra- the Monday night football Ravens crazy come. Oh no, let's go. Well, that was a crazy comeback. Do you have any comments there, Lamar? No, what I well again we were talking before this episode because I was watching the Sox, uh, Red Rays, Sox game. yeah, Sox yeah. Rays last night and uh, which super stoked uh, for the Sox to get the win. Yeah, but Sox, like, Astros, but I I checked yes yeah I checked halftime and Ravens were down. Was twenty one three, and I was like, ah, twenty two to three. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that you corrected me the same way earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, no, 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 I, uh, no. It's good. I yeah. should be corrected <laughs> with that. Um, but I was like, I figured, ah, game. You know, that game's over. I, I don't mm-hmm. really care about that. And then, yeah, sure enough, I checked this morning. I was like, oh my gosh, OT. Yeah. Ravens. Well, and there was a delay. A comeback. Um, so it was like a forty-five minute delay, weather delay in there as well. Um, so it was just a super late game, mm. um, but just an incredible comeback by Lamar. I mean, he lost his top two running backs. Um, defense is still pretty dang good, but I mean th- that guy is back to MVP level. Uh, I'm not sure if he ever really left it, but I um, just don't feel like he gets a lot of the respect that um, he probably should, being an already an MVP winner um, and has won some playoff games. Um, uh, Browns Chargers, uh, kind of just the new NFL. Get used to it. That's what offensive games are really going to be looking like into the future. Really, why nobody's interested in Andy Dalton or Nick Foles or any of these old classic style quarterbacks. Not even for backups with quarterbacks going down, um, because they'd rather have the Jacoby Brissetts, you know, like the Mm -hmm. Dolphins are doing right now. The guys that are at least somewhat mobile, like Tyler Taylor Heineke at the Redskins. These guys that can still run somewhat of a mobile offense yeah i mean that's for sure where i mean you're absolutely right that is the new nfl that's where it's going to go and in it um, who who are the inspirations to like the youths of football these days right Kyler it's murray exactly yeah. so like if that, that's Mur- going to be the play style of kids growing up because yeah. they they, they want to emulate that so yeah absolutely. that's what we're going to be getting used to if guys like i think it's great I love <coughs> it. it is it's good 
think in ways. There's there's pros and cons. Um, I still like you know lining them up, fullbacks, T formation kind of stuff. But um, you can still do that with those quarterbacks anyway. You know those guys can do everything. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields can do everything. Lamar Jackson they can do everything. Um, Justin Herbert they can do everything. It, it's just to me if they if if the way the game has changed and Kyler Murray as as small of a human being as he is. And the style of game that he plays that is somewhat mobile and is willing to run and escape the pocket quite often around these world-class athletes. If he can survive multiple seasons back to back to back without getting injured, that just shows me that the NFL is just it's getting what it wanted. It mm-hmm. wanted to change the game to adapt to the allow for these quarterbacks to not get killed, mm-hmm. you know, and not get they want these star players healthy. They want them in these oh, games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's really why they're changing all these rules to try to keep them upright. Um, all right. So, Ollie, not in, kind of almost not in the last place. The Bloodline Super Contest. How you feeling? Maybe not having to dress up as an elf. Um, yeah. I'm starting to – do you feel – Is there are there any nerves making picks this week or – No, no, no nerves. No nerves. <laughs> Ice, you know, I got ice my veins right now, man. You do. Yeah, cool no, I. Yeah, I feel, I feel good. Um, I like it when I, because I, yeah, I don't want to have to find an elf costume and seek out the. You don't have an elf costume. <laughs> <laughs> seek out the the Santa Claus. What's what's Brad's punishment again? So, well, he's not going to the White Sox parade. I'm sorry for any of our White Sox listeners. They just lost oh, yeah. today. Um, so he's going to go essentially think of, um, say it's the Ohio state, Michigan game, the end of the year, you know, maybe they end up being still undefeated. It's the, one of the bigger games ever. He's going to have to go to like an Ohio state bar decked out in all Michigan Michigan. stuff. And he's going to ask, have to ask for like specific, he'll have to do like a a checklist. I might worry about his safety a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit, but (laughs) he'll be okay. Um, so let's see. Have you gone to a pumpkin patch yet? Uh, I have. I have not. Okay, so I got an invite to go to a pumpkin patch yesterday. Was it after uh, they listened to the episode? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I got this. I got this invite <laughs> at five thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. when I was at I was at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Shout out TJ's. I love that place. Best cookie butter ice cream. Oh my gosh, the cookie little butter ice cream is the, the best. Brand made any the little uh, but banana slices that are covered in dark chocolate, the frozen ones. Oh, and they also make strawberry slices as well. As well, so strawberry like the frozen are, section. Yeah, the strawberry ones are pretty good. The the banana slices that are chocolate covered, chocolate covered. Ooh, and yeah, you find them in the in the frozen section. They are unreal. You I have such a sweet tooth. Oh yeah, I can't, get, I can't get enough. Of See, like, I'm, I'm more of a savor. We we learned this when we road trip together that like at gas stations you primarily go candy. Oh, candy for sure. And I'm more of like a, I'm gonna get like a, a processed beef and cheese. Yeah, stick. beef and cheese stick. <laughs> yeah, I want or and like corn, a, and ranch corn nuts. Those yeah, or like a little tornado thing on the a little tornado roll. No, I'm past. I I yeah, I'm all yeah. They're still good every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I get this invite to go to the pumpkin patch at 5:30 yesterday as I'm at. Trader Joe's, and I said, "Yeah, I would love to go to the pumpkin patch. When when are you going? Right now? <laughs> right now? Which pumpkin patch, Fallas? On Monday night. On Monday night, at, I get the invite at five thirty, and they were already there at Fallas. How, How am I supposed? 
Are you so they no, clearly it, didn't they didn't it, it was it, it was it was my buddy and his family. Oh. It was like, you know, my buddy and his kids, wife. It's like, "Oh my god. Oh yeah, I'd love to go to the pumpkin was patch." Just oh, you I didn't go. No, you didn't go. No, and the I guess the line was way too long anyway, so they just turned around and went home. How late is it open? Do you want to go after this? I don't know how late they're open. They I mean, they well, they're probably open fairly late. Yeah, we can. We'll f- we'll think about it. We'll see how you're feeling after this scare after this Halloween uh, draft. You know, if you feel like going to a roam around outside, if you have any jitters or not. Um, but I think it's kind of a decent time to just slide into that. If you want to start our uh, Halloween movie draft. Yes. Is there anything else you want to st- uh, touch base on before we dive into this? No. Let's get into the draft. Let's talk about some movies. And that's going to conclude the first part of the super episode this week. Uh, So part two will be up Thursday the 14th at 12 noon. Uh, Look out for part two uh, to uh, you'll hear the uh, Halloween movie episode draft and the Bloodline Super Contest pick. We will see you part two Thursday the 14th at 12 noon.